Hi everybody, I'm Edric. I'm Joy. Welcome to Family, family Unboxed, Unbox, where we talk about everything family, from the light stuff, the fun stuff, to even the heavy and controversial stuff. Because our desire is to encourage families and see the world change one family, family at a time. time. Hello everybody, welcome to Family Unboxed. Unboxed. We are on our second episode and again I'm Edric. With me is my beautiful wife. Hi, I'm Joy. And we're going to talk today about modeling. No, it's not about how to be a fashion model or commercial model. But it has everything to do with another powerful principle we've learned in parenting where, you know, the expression, we cannot ask our children something we do not do ourselves. And if you've uh, been of the right age, there was a commercial a long time ago in Filipino that said, kung ano ang ginawa ng matanda. Sha ang magiging tama sa mata ng bata or something to that effect where modeling is really such an important thing that we might take for granted or might not be intentionally instilling in our homes, in our families. So we want to break this topic down into the why of modeling, the what, and then the how. We'll start off with the why and when we start talking about the what, we're going to invite our kids to come in so you can hear from them, you know, what helps, what doesn't help, and then we'll go into the how, how we can build this into our families, into our homes. So, Joy, my dear, why is modeling so important? Well, I think it's especially relevant during this time because, you know, families are together 24-7. So whether we like it or not, our children are going to copy both the good things that we do as well as the bad things. So they're watching our lives really up close. And, you know, research shows that modeling is one of the most effective ways to pass on values, to pass on principles. And the truth is that our children will become who we are. What they see us modeling day in and day out is what they will eventually copy and what they will internalize. And that's what they will remember. I mean, both. I, I, yeah, what you were saying, you were about to say both the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember talking to somebody re very recently about this who did research on you know, parents who shout at their children and the likelihood of their children becoming shouters towards their own children is like 90 something percent. So basically, if our kids grow up hearing us shout, for example, the likelihood that they'll also shout at their own children when they're upset or angry is extremely high. Right. So who's a shouter? You or me? Uh, Secret. <laughs> Oversharing. You'll ask the So that's fantastic. So yeah, the reality is things are caught more than taught, right? We we try to tell our children a lot of the things they should do, even in this uh many are people are in the work from home scenario, people are in this quarantine mode. So a lot of the things we want them to do, even if we tell them to do it, if we don't do it ourselves, then it's not going to really make any sense. And, you know, it, a lot of the things that we actually do, even unconsciously, they're copying. And I remember the time when our eldest, right, Elijah, so we were figuring out the parenting journey and he was about three or four years old. And I saw him walk down the same office hallway that I did and people started laughing because he was walking exactly the same way I would with kind of a little bit of a strut, you know, and it was, it was cute. Wait, so you're saying you walk with a strut? I was walking with a strut back then, <laughs> just to be clear. Back then, it's different now, you know, but even these small things, the way we walk are things that they catch and observe and copy. And that is why it is so, so, so important that we are intentional about what it is that we model to the children, what it is they see us doing, and how. How do we do this in a way that it is effective? So 
Without further ado, we are now going to invite our children. I'm going to invite my sons first to talk to them about what sort of things have been modeled to them, both the good and bad. We'll see how that turns out. And then Joy will talk to our daughters. All right. So let's invite my sons to come on board now. So here's my son, Elijah. Just introduce yourself, your age. Go for it, buddy. All right. Hello, my name is Elijah. I am the eldest son of my parents and I'm 17 years old. You sure? Yes. <laughs> yes. Just, I'll be turning 18 in a few months. Oh my goodness, our first uh, adult. Yeah. So Elijah, tell me, you've been our eldest, obviously. So you've seen mom and myself through the years. I want to ask you, what are the most important things that you've seen us model to you that you have now learned and copied, whether good or bad? So you can start with me and then talk about your mom. Okay, so one of the things that I've actually observed more and more recently as I've been together with dad more through this pandemic is, is something that really stands out to me and that's blessed me. Uh, one thing that I want to share, it's how my dad shows his devotion to God daily. And it's something that has only really stood out to me recently because I'd been observing in the Bible the great men of, of the faith and how they choose to honor God with their daily lives. They put it into practice how God is really the center of their daily lives. For example, my dad will show me this in the mornings. I can see him every day after he does our workout with us. He will show us, he, will, he doesn't really show us actually. He's, he goes into his room and then he starts to have his quiet time with God and to pray. And uh, I can see from his, his attitude and his actions how that's really a special time for him. And it inspires me also to do the same thing, to read my Bible faithfully every morning and to pray every morning and have time with God also. That's one of the most important things that I've seen modeled by my dad. And it's one of the most inspiring things that I've seen about him and that I'm super blessed by. And another thing that I've observed about my dad that's really, that he's really modeled to me is the ability to tackle challenges and to show discipline and hard work. And I see this modeled to me consistently through our everyday workouts. And I'll see dad working out to his peak ability, to speak performance, to get results in his workout and try his best and try his hardest. And that also inspires me to try my best, try my hardest, even try to beat my dad in the weightlifting <laughs> sometimes. I'll try to increase my weight higher than he does. That is true. And it's, it's inspiring to see my dad push, even in those small things. Because if, if my dad didn't push that way, I wouldn't really have an example of someone who wants, who would show grit even though it's painful, even though it's uncomfortable. And I, I, it still makes me wonder how my dad does it. He's able to wake us up every morning and uh, go through the motions of the workout, even though the previous day was as tiring as, as, as crazy. And um, push himself and show that grit and hard work. And that's really developed the character trait in me of grit, which has been super helpful, but also the attitude of manliness. He's shown a good model of that in that area specifically. So he's shown how to be a man. And this also provides a nice transition from the manliness, the strength, the hard work, the discipline to also gentle manliness. Like one of the things that I've observed in my dad is how he takes a lot of effort 
and he puts a lot of time into grooming himself and making himself look dignified and respectable and honorable as a reflection of the image of God, you know, to, to really show that dignity. And this is something that I'm still learning and that I'm still working on improving in myself. But just being so responsible about his, his hygiene, his, his, the way he dresses, his posture, and all that stuff shows to me a sense of responsibility that I want to imitate as well. Because if you're responsible even with these little things about your appearance, then it also shows in the rest of your life. I see how my dad organizes his life. He's got a very organized bookshelf. He's got a very organized file system. And he's got a very organized um, record of all the memories that we've kept as a family. And this responsibility is something that he really values and he pushes also in us. And that I've come to also respect very much and tried. And I'm working on it. I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. But it's been a real inspiration to me, this responsibility. Thanks, Elijah. You know, it's really humbling as a dad to hear this. But let's be a little bit more authentic and raw. What are the things that unfortunately you've seen me do that aren't exactly the best example that you've seen in yourself? Well, um, I'd say this probably the most obvious thing would be embracing I think, myself. I think my dad already knows what I'm going to say here, but it's temper, probably. <laughs> the way that I can sometimes lash out at my siblings. Mm. It's sometimes I see it in my dad's attitude, but he's, he's really improved in this area. It's gotten much, much less over the years. I think I knew ever since we had our first sister, Tiana, I've seen it come out in, in moments, especially when he's protective of the younger siblings, especially the girls. Actually, with the boys, he lets us get knocked around a bit. But with the girls, he's especially protective. And so ever since Tiana was a baby, I remember the first time that I experienced his anger was when, when, when I experienced it like jarringly, that I really got hard hit by it, was when Tiana was just a little baby girl, my sister, and I was the one who was watch, supposed to watch her. And I turned around for a second and she was just learning how to walk and stand and she had gotten up onto something and then I turned my face around for a second when I looked she had fallen down on the floor and she had started crying and my dad came up my dad came running because he heard a thud and thuds are always a sign that something's wrong so my dad's spider sense turns on whenever <laughs> he hears a thud and he comes to the rescue and his instinct is to fight whatever and whoever has caused the the pain or the damage so he saw me there and I was the one who was supposed to be taking care of her and he got really angry at me and he shouted at me and this is the first time I had heard my dad shout and that left an impression on me for the rest of my life I'm so sorry I didn't realize but he asked for forgiveness this, right in that in that time and I was able to process it with him and by God's grace he was really able to show humility and that he's not a perfect dad and that he's really he's really got things that he's working on also from his past, from his upbringing also. But it showed how, how genuine he was and how raw he was when he came up to me and he apologized to me and he asked for forgiveness. And we were e able to heal even that, that wound that he caused. So by God's grace, I can count on the fact that when my dad messes up like that, I don't know if he's, I don't expect him to mess up in the future, but when he does, I know I can definitely count on him apologizing and sometimes that, that's the that's the the, th the inside joke with my brothers that 
when dad <laughs> lashes out like that, we're just waiting for the point where he'll come up to us and say, I'm sorry. Right. Um, but just, that's been a real blessing. Thanks, son. Now, we've become very raw and authentic here. I wasn't expecting that. But let's make it very clear that I don't curse, right? Yeah. I don't hit anybody. I'm not violent. It's just the raising of the yeah, voice. Yeah, there you go. Just to be clear. That's wanna, what sometimes as I, you said, I need to maintain my dignity here. But so thank you, Elijah. And I, again, I'm, I'm glad that you received my apology. And I think you called that how important that is as a parent to actually have those moments to actually ask for forgiveness when we mess up. And those are moments I did. So thank you, son. That's one of the most powerful modelings that I've seen ah, from you to me. Wonderful. The ability to ask for forgiveness and be wonderful. humble in that way. And you, you were honest in saying that obviously this has gotten less. Much, much less. Much, less much better. Okay. Thank you. My name is cleared. So I'm going to invite my next son now, Eden, to come in and share also. Thank you, Elijah. So this is my second son, and I will allow him to introduce himself and his age before we get going. Go ahead, buddy. Hi, my name is Eden, and I am 14 years old. All right. So Eden, you know, like I asked Elijah, and I will ask your other brother after you, you can be very honest about what are the things you've seen dad, me, model to you that, first of all, are the good things that have impacted you. And then we'll go to the juicy bad things. All right. So the first, the good things first. So I think for me, the top three things my dad has modeled to me are grit, gentleness, and leadership. So for grit, my dad has taught me how to be tough, not to be squeamish, and how to not have a bad attitude when I'm doing things like hiking or going outside, playing outdoors. And for gentleness, my dad has taught me how to be a gentleman, how to be gentle and kind to ladies and how to treat them properly. And finally, for leadership, my dad from his character has taught me how to be a leader over others and how to help them and guide them and do things like teaching a Bible study. Thanks, Eden. Do you have moments where you actually saw these things as I taught it to you that made you realize, okay, this is a good thing, those three things you mentioned? Can you think of any? So maybe there's sometimes like when we were spending time with each other, when we like climbed a mountain, when my dad would tell me not to... Do you remember which mountain that was? That was a mountain in China. I think it was, it wasn't Joy Mountain. I forgot the name oh, of the yeah, mountain. I can't remember actually. the name. In Taiwan. Oh, so Taiwan. yes. Mm-hmm. I was really complaining because when we climbed to the top of the mountain, it was almost negative degrees and my hands were wet <laughs> and I was wearing gloves. So I was getting really irritated, but my dad was just calm and he showed me how to not react to simple things like that. And he helped me. So I just got over that experience easily because he showed me how to have grit in circumstances like that. Oh, you put yourself and you did well. I'm so proud of you. You did great then. That was like our rite of passage, right? In 13. And okay. then the funny part was that after when we were going down, we saw old people walking up the mountain. <laughs> that was so hard for us. <laughs> right. Tell me about, so you talked about gentle, being a gentleman or gentleness. Any stories you have that showed how you saw that? So I might not have an exact story, but I can see it in everyday life, how my dad serves our mom, how he's kind to her. Like when she goes to the table, she will, he will take out her chair so that she can sit down and he will do kind things to her, like hug her. And with my sisters, he's very gentle, gentle, like he's able to play with them in a way that they're having fun without getting hurt or anything, even though he's a lot stronger than they are. He's very gentle with them. Thanks, Ida. And the third one? So leadership, my dad didn't directly have to tell me things because that's how modeling is. When I saw him lead a D group, that inspired me because I wanted to be someone like that who's 
helping guide others to Christ. All right. So D groups like a small group Bible study. That's an yes. example you saw. What about in the business space and all those things? My dad also taught me a lot of things in business, like how to own a business, like how to employ my friends and help them, allow them to help me do a business. And my dad showed that to me because he's very entrepreneurial. So I also wanted to have a business myself. And also in the way of stock investing, like how to use our money wisely. I saw my dad do that. So I wanted to do that myself to become like him. Thanks, Eden. I was actually asking more along the lines of leadership in those areas. But since you shared that, that's awesome. So let's let's be honest and ask, what about the the stuff that, you know, I'm not supposed to be modeling to you, but since you saw it, you realized, oh, I think I got this from my dad. You can be honest. What are those things that you might have seen and are starting to do also? So I think the main thing is that sometimes my dad can fight with our mom or he sometimes shouts at us. So I can copy that sometimes because I think to myself, since dad does that, I can do it, right? Like, so sometimes I can shout at my siblings or I can be mean to them and fight with them a lot. Okay, Eden. So how did, you know, even in those examples you gave, and thank you for being very honest, how did we resolve that? I mean, because obviously it's not the right thing to model, but it, it came out. So can you share how we resolve that as a family? So what my dad does is as soon as he's prayed or read his Bible, he comes to us and he sincerely apologizes because he really feels bad for what he did and we can see it. So he says sorry and we forgive him. And from those moments, we ourselves don't want to act that way because we see how he feels bad and how it's wrong. Really? Okay, these are very honest sentiments. So thank you, Eden. Uh, so that's Eden. We're going to invite now my last son. All right, so we have my third son here, and I'll ask him to introduce himself and his age. So my name is Titus, and I am 12 years old. Yes, and you look great. Thank you for getting ready for this. So Titus, I asked your brothers, Elijah and Eden, what are the areas that daddy has modeled things to you that you have said, oh, I like that, and I want to copy that, the good things first? So maybe to be tough and also to be brave and courageous. <laughs> wow. wow. So tell me how you saw that, being tough and brave and courageous. I've seen you like push really hard when you do when you're climbing because i see like videos and um maybe also on the e-bike because like it's really, it seems really hard to look at that you're carrying kaylee also in a smaller oh yeah yeah so for context we go biking as a family and we have this baby carriage that i attach to my bike right that's what you're talking yeah. about and sometimes it's not just the baby in there who else is in there catalina <laughs> your other sister yeah so that's what you mean Right. Oh, so good. You catch those things, huh? Okay, so that's tough, right? What about being brave and courageous? Like, not being afraid of the dark. Like, you always want to protect us when when anything happens, when something, like, even just if, if you hear, like, a loud thud or something, <laughs> you will know and check, so. Right, which leads us to an, an honest question now. Like I asked your older brothers, you can be very honest, Titus, right? Tell, tell me about, are there things that you saw daddy do that aren't exactly the right things? And you're like, well, you know, I think I can do that also because my dad does it. Oh, maybe I can. Sometimes I raise my voice. because <laughs> Strike three for you guys who are hearing this. This is strike three. I was not 
I did not know what they would say. I wanted this to be very honest. So carry on, Titus. Because normally I, I'm just playing with my siblings, and then I, 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 and then I get a little angry, so I, I raise my voice at them because they won't listen. But <laughs> it's it's not okay, so I shouldn't do it. Why do you think it's not okay? Does Daddy do anything when he does that? When he raises his voice, you know, when you when you talk, what you talked about. That make you realize, okay, this is not okay. Even if I do it, it's still not okay. Because there are consequences and you, you always ask for forgiveness after doing it. Okay. Now, just for the record again, I want to hear from my youngest son. Does daddy do it a lot or has daddy gotten better through the years? What have you observed? A lot better through the years. So like it, it gets much and much, much more, more or less the longer like <laughs> <laughs> thank you titus this is very honest my son this is really my he's not a cutie anymore he's becoming a young man so thank you titus this has been awesome so i'm gonna ask my wife to come in now and she's gonna ask our daughters also what they think about you know what she's modeled so so now i'm here with my oldest daughter tiana tiana how old are you 10 okay so she's um you know we prayed for a long time to have a girl and finally we had a girl so excited for her to be born and Tiana, you've been my my first daughter. Now you have two other sisters, but you've obviously seen mommy's example, the longest of your sisters. So what are some of the things that you've seen in me that you feel like are the good things you want to copy? And then later you can also share the things that you think I need to improve on, okay? Okay, so what I think uh, mommy has been modeling me. Oh, to me? To me, <laughs> is um, I should be gentle to my husband and sweet. Yeah, and um, I should also be modest. So gentle to your husband. So you're talking about someday, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what do you mean be modest? Why? What? Because cause I'm a girl and I should protect my private areas of my body. And I didn't realize that that really impacted you. So what do you mean? Like because mommy dresses a certain way or because I tell you or what? How come you Because that? Um, mommy tells me and yeah. <laughs> So is that modeling or is that me telling you? Or do you also see it? Yeah, in but I also see it in mommy. Okay. And then you said yeah. that you want to be gentle and sweet to your husband. Why? Why? Because I see the way mommy acts to dad. And um, also I should be gentle because I shouldn't um, like hurt him because I'm older. Because I'm younger than him. Because I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> younger than who? Your husband someday? Yeah. But what if you marry somebody who's older someday? Uh, who's younger than you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Thanks for sharing, Tiana. That's super sweet. Okay. Now, what about some of the things that you feel like, oh, you know, I saw this example in mom, but I know it's not the right thing, and I think she can improve on that. Can be honest. When she argues in front of us, when in front with dad, and actually, yeah, that's the only thing I see from her. So that's but... what, something that I do that I should really improve on. Yeah. So what do I do when I do that and I realize that I've done the wrong thing? What do I usually do? You um, say sorry. And do you forgive me? Yes. Yes, you're so sweet. Okay, can you go, go call Catalina? Let's see what she has to say. Okay. okay. And now I'm with Catalina, my second daughter, my fifth child. Catalina, how old are you? Seven. Seven? You just turned seven recently, right? Yeah. So is it nice being seven? Yeah. <laughs> Catalina, I want to ask you something. Um, you know, we've been asking all the kids. What are some of the things that um, we've modeled to you guys as parents that you want to copy? But I'm going to talk about me as a mom because we're both girls, right? We're both ladies. So what are some of the things that you saw mommy do or you've seen mommy do that you want to copy? 
Oh yeah, also to love God and to be modest and to be patient and to be humble. Well, you have notes there. So first, what does it mean, love God? What do you mean? How do you know that I love God? Because like you, I always see you read the Bible. So that matters to you. I didn't realize that. Okay, and then what about you said to be modest? How do you know that I'm modest? Because I don't really feel like when you're like, when we're eating at the table, you're like, when Dad takes off his shirt. You're not like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that Daddy takes his shirt off at the table. Yeah. Mommy doesn't do that. Yeah, because... <laughs> Yeah, because we're girls. We don't do stuff like that, right? We're, we're careful. That's really cute. Okay. And then what about you said that I model being patient? Okay, what do you mean by that? Oh, uh, yeah, because like sometimes when you, you're not, like when dad asks you to do something, when he says, wait, you like, you're patient. So I see you do that. I didn't know you noticed that. Okay. That's very interesting. And then you said that I model being Healthy and what is what's something else you put there? Eat vegetables. Eat, are you eating vegetables now? Yeah. Okay. So, so when you say model being healthy, what do you see mommy do? How do you know that I? Because I always see you eat like vegetables at the table. Okay. Like salad. salad. <laughs> this is so candid. I love it. All right. And then I want to ask you. You can be very honest. Okay, because we're not trying to pretend to be what we're not here. Um, what are some of the things that you feel like mommy can improve on in the way the things that I model also? I don't know. You don't know? Like nothing? Like how about when we're when I'm homeschooling you and sometimes I get irritated? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you can also share that. So you can share that. Do you think that there's something I have to improve on in my example? I don't know. Why? Does it really happen often? No. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Okay. I don't want to force you to say anything you're not ready to say. Okay. Anyway, thanks for being here, Catalina. I had fun talking to you. Okay. We'll catch you later. So you just heard from all five of our kids, some obviously more articulate than others. And to be very frank and honest with you, we did not know what they were going to say. We just asked them to prepare answers to those questions about you know, what are the important things you've seen that we've modeled? And we surprised them with the question of, is there anything that we've modeled or done that is not exactly the right example, but it's impacted you. So having heard all of those candid examples from the mouths of our kids, we wanna wrap up the what. What are the things we should be modeling to our children? Because we said how it's so important, as you heard, even the things which we were not expecting, they were observing little things, right? And enjoy the salad choices that you would have. So let's make sure it's clear to parents, what should we intentionally try and model? There are four things, four Ps that we feel parents should model. And I'm gonna start off and then Joy will come in. The most important thing really is purpose. We need to be able to remind our children through our example, and yes, say it also, what are we here for? How each of them are actually special and uniquely designed. And because they are special and uniquely designed by God, they have a, a great purpose to fulfill. Life is not about us and what we get, but really being able to ask what are the greater purposes God has in store for us that we need to now fulfill. Yeah, I just want to jump in here. And I think what Edric's referring to is we really try to bring our kids along with us so that they see what we do when we serve in the community when we you know, even serve online by giving talks about parenting, about family, about marriage. And a lot of times we actually invite them to be part of that as well because we want them to be exposed to ministering to others and letting them see that, you know, this- Helping others, serving right, others. 
our family is it's not just about our own comfort and what we can do for ourselves but really we're here on earth for a purpose and for a higher reason right so for elijah our eldest since he's at the college level he's uh now looking through options part of how i want to model this focus on purpose is even at that stage i told him i said elijah you want to ask yourself what is the greatest platform or the greatest impact that you can make for God. So that has everything to do with what are his skill sets, you know, what are the access and resources we have available so that as he now chooses those things, that would be the greatest way he can make an impact for the God. It's not so much about him, but it is more of what he can do again along that greater purpose. So that's very important. We give them a sense of purpose. The next P has a lot to do with perspective. So when I say perspective, especially now, now that we're going through a, a global crisis, we want to be able to make sure we set them up with, well, how do we process this? How do we view what's happening around us, whether it's this or any other challenge or crisis? Yeah, I wanted to jump in here and just share that at the beginning of the quarantine, you know, I was, I was filled with a lot of anxiety and I think that I was mouthing out a lot of things that, my daughter Tiana, whom you heard earlier, latched onto and it really affected her own perspective. So she started to begin to feel anxiety and fear, even had like, you know, some panic attacks where she said, Mom, I am having a hard time breathing. And Edric was was uh, pointing out to me at that time, he said, you know, hon, I think you need to be very careful about the things that you say and the way you're responding to this crisis because I think it's really affecting our daughter. And so that really convicted me that I have to be very careful, even the way that I process difficult circumstances or challenges that we may face in my personal life or even as a family, that you know I'm always processing it from a positive perspective and with hope and really encouraging my children to also have faith in the Lord by modeling the same thing. And then the next thing would be, of course, that we have to model the right priorities. And, you know, for us, because we are a Bible-believing family, our priorities are God and then the family and then work and others. And there was a point in time I remember that was really particularly hard for Edric because he was, he was juggling several TV shows and he loved doing this and he really enjoyed it. But there came a point in time where one of our sons said, you know, Dad, you have so many jobs. Do you really need you know, to keep making all that money. And our other, one of our other sons even said, you know, dad, money's not the most important thing and I'm going to pray for you. The exact words were, there are more important things in life than making money. That's right, that, that's a better way. Boom, <laughs> that hit me hard. Right, so at that point, Edric really thought long and hard about it and he, he realized that he wasn't modeling the right priorities to our children. So he decided to give up one of the shows, one of the TV shows, which really was, was easy money. It was great income. It was very beneficial to our family financially. And it also opened a whole lot of doors. But he wanted to make sure that our children understood that family is a priority because our kids were beginning to say, you know, Dad, we really miss spending time with you and you're so busy. And so when he gave that up, I remember he was in tears talking to me privately. I don't, I don't think our children ever realized it. But there was, you know, some time later, he was nominated for the Most Outstanding Young Man Award. Is that what it's called? Yep. And T-O-Y-M. And he was one of the nominees. And he was really, really praying he would get it if it's God's will. We were praying that, you know, of course, if it's God's will, he'd get it. But he didn't end up getting it. And I remember Edric was pretty heartbroken about it. He was talking to me about it. And our older son, Elijah, overheard our conversation. And Elijah said, you know what, Dad? 
you don't need that award because you're the most outstanding man to me. And I remember Edric really got teary-eyed when um, Elijah said that because, you know, after he had given up the TV show, he had really invested a lot of time with the kids and really showed them how he wanted to be with them, spend a lot of time with them. And they, they saw, you know, for themselves that Edric had really prioritized them. So when that award didn't happen for Elijah, it was like, it's okay, Dad, you know, you're the most important guy to me. So that, w- that was just, you know, one of the stories that we wanted to share about how we need to model that our family is a priority. And a lot of times, especially when money can be such a focus in our day and age, we, we get it turned around. And then our children grow up, you know, valuing money and things more important than people and more important than their family. So right. there's a quote. What is that quote about success? Maybe you can share that. And it's so nice when you say it in Filipino. Yeah, but, but along these lines, it's also, we, we don't obviously neglect the fact that we have to make money. And you heard from my sons themselves how impactful it was to see how, we, you know, we know when to push. There are seasons when we have to push mm. and there will be times when we can't give to the family because, you know, let's be realistic. There are many families who are struggling and that's what the dads or moms or both have to do. But if we show them why, you know, it's not neglect. It's it's a season. It's a responsibility. It's it's our way of also persevering and having the right attitude because we want to recover and surface from challenging circumstances. Then then it is still along the lines of good modeling, right? I want to make sure that that's clear. So Joyce quote that she was asking me to share along the lines of family is from David McKay, where he says, "No amount of success can compensate for failure at home." And how important that is, that that is the, the unit we want to preserve, even as we do many other things, right? So the final thing is principles. And this has everything to do with values and character. Obviously, we need to model the right values and character to our children. And you heard a lot of it from the kids earlier. Values like, you know, making sure we are, are, are fit, we, we eat healthy, we live healthy. Values like our own spiritual values, right? Making sure we stay connected in that way. Values like a whole slew that they talked about. Hard work, grit, perseverance, humility, asking forgiveness, integrity, right? These things, uh, authenticity. So for for many families, what might help as a very practical thing as we wrap up our time with you would be, you might want to identify what are your family values, So for us, we've identified them. And as we've identified them for our family, it becomes something we can now focus on. So as we model these things, we we see the kids try and apply them because it's a family value set that we have. Our family values are along the words or the the letters in the word follows. Mendoza follows Jesus. F stands for? Oh my goodness, have a mental block. Forgive. Forgive. Good job, honey. (laughs) O stands for? Obey. <laughs> Good. L stands for? Love. Unconditionally. Love, right. The other L stands for? Learn. Always learn. Keep we, learning. Yes, that's right. The other O is? Live for an audience of one. One. We live for an audience of one, which is God. And our kids talked about that. W has everything to do with the word. We keep our word, our promises. Very important. S, finally, and because I'm a money guy also, is stewardship. We all must be good stewards. So that's something we've tried to embrace as a family. And you've heard bits and pieces of that in the various stories and sharings of our kids earlier. So so these are the four Ps, if you will. There's many others, but we want to just frame it that way. What are the things we should model? Purpose, perspective, 
priorities and then principles and values. Very important that we, we do that. Now we'll close very quickly with the how. And this should be easy once we see the why and the what. How do we model these things? Obviously, we do it through the day-to-day, -day, right? In the everyday living we have, every moment that we have with our kids, we need to be able to reflect these things. And the most important part, and we have to stress this, the most important part of the modeling is the authenticity. Where we do not do what we want them to do or we say that we should be doing, we need to humble ourselves and ask for forgiveness. And you heard that firsthand from our kids' very honest interview earlier, how it was honestly very hard at the start because this is not the modeling that many of our generation grew up with, right? But, you know, it is, it is powerful because they see that, you know, mom and dad aren't perfect, but they're trying and there has to be progress, right? I have to call that out. It is not excusable that we mess up, never an excuse, which is why we ask for forgiveness, but we need to make sure we improve. There has to be progress. And I think that is very important. And you can do that as a family. My wife holds me in check. I hold her in check, you know, and this is kind of the dynamic. We also have good friends and peer, peers that also hold us in check because, you know, there no families an island. So that is so important as we wrap up our time. Honey, parting words? Yeah, I think that you could add that as an, another P then. We have to model progress, right? We're not modeling yeah. perfection because let's face it, nobody can be perfect, but we want to keep modeling progress, that we keep growing and changing for the better. We're always willing to improve. Always right? willing. And that you committed that to me as well at the altar when we got married. You, you said, remember. yeah, I don't promise to be perfect but I promise to always change and improve for the better. Be willing to improve. Awesome. So on that note, thank you again for joining us on episode two of Family Unboxed. Unboxed. We are powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. We'll see you guys in episode three. Yeah.